Well, a big welcome back and thanks again for tuning in for last week's episode with Damo Kavka, an absolute star. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, head back and uh, watch that episode. We've got a bit of a football-related uh, situation happening on. We've got another ex-AFL footballer that was uh, that I'm good friends with, fortunately, Nathan Freeman, who went pick, I'm going to say 10. Yeah, yep. in the 2013 national draft, and was plagued by his own journey with ups and downs, with injuries and whatnot. And then now he's onto something amazing with the breath house and stuff that we'll go into. And it's almost given him a new lease on life, I'd say, with what he's doing. And he's looking fitter than ever, which is weird because you're meant to be retired. But um, a massive, massive welcome to Big Bad Nath. Welcome through, mate. Mate, it's good to be here. We finally got me on, mate. mate I, this has been in the works for for a while. Oh, eh? you've been teasing me. I've been. been um, I was me. meant to do it before I went to Greece, and then uh, obviously. I thought, no, you know what, keep him for season two. I've got to say as well before I start, a massive, massive thank you to our sponsors as well because how can you forget our sponsors? They are the paying of uh, – that they pay for, for, the, for this amazing program, so I can't thank them enough. Bonza Snowballs, a huge thank you. Gigi Herring Kids. Um, we've got uh, B&A Car and Truck Repairs. Uh, body contour and laser clinic and I feel like I'm forgetting one which is absolutely horrible of me but if I am I do apologize but a massive massive thank you uh, for jumping on board and coming oh how could I forget the best in the business the best barbecue catering that you could imagine barbecue catering brothers a massive thank you to Andrew and the team totally forgot but uh, they're they're awesome Andrew it is great so you got a big party coming up are you 30 yet? Not 30 yet. Yeah, Two okay. more years. So Andrew just did my 30th. Yeah. And we're talking, there was spits going on on the grill. Like it was proper chicken wings on the fire, you name it, salads, potatoes, whatever you contact. want. Yeah. I saw that you know about Andrew. So that's a huge plug for forgetting about him, but massive apologies to Andrew there, but they're huge. So, um, Massive, massive thanks again to our sponsors. But as I said, I've been wanting to get this guy on for a little while because he's uh, he's got a cool story. It's interesting. And I used to play footy. I didn't used to actually play much. I was on the bench. But the boys played footy against your brother a lot, uh, Marcus, which is funny. So we sort of reconnect again. Dingley boy. Yeah. And I was Marabita boy. Yeah. Did you ever play against Marabita? Yeah, I did. Yeah, juniors. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. So, so it would have been, what, Seth McGraw and those boys? Did you know any of those guys? I reckon they might have been a year older. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that, 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 that was the Murrumbina Footy Factory, which we all- Jack, Jack Hanley, maybe? Yeah, Jack, yeah, Chop, Jackie well, Hanley. Chop, yeah. Chop's been on here. Oh, has he? Oh, I actually did say that. He's yeah. actually coming back on because yeah. he's, he's doing this crazy, crazy- He's actually going to be hopefully coming on- in next week or the week after because he's doing something absolutely ridiculous. Mate, he's so impressive at the moment. Yeah, that guy is just crazy, man. Yeah. So he, he eats me for breakfast with uh, his run. So um, <laughs> it's crazy. But, man, I've been wanting to get you on because obviously you you uh, have had a tumultuous journey, ups and down, ups and down. You've done a few different things. But now you are probably found yourself, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, mate. it's it's It has been wild, mate. Like, you don't – I always get asked the question, like, if, if I wish my career went differently. But, like, I think where I'm at in life now, like, you don't – you never actually know what the consequences of your, of your bad yeah. fortune or good fortune is going to be at the time. I mean, going through my career, early days, injuries, sort of the roller coaster of footy, like it's easy to get sucked into the why me and thinking of the negatives and, and you do at the time, but looking back now, it's like, it's probably- Set you up for you are. Yeah, mate. Like it's, it's, and it's, and it's built, it's probably just built me as a person and the resilience and the sort of like the worldly view that I have of, of the world now and- um. Yeah, I think sort of the experiences that I've gone through have sort of set me up until now. So, 100. yeah, mate, it's uh, where I found myself and I'm sure we'll touch into it. But, um, yeah, no, nah, it's exciting. Life's good. I love almost um, these post uh, – I'm a sports nut, as you are as well, and we all are. Um, Braden produces probably the biggest. But I reckon um, I love these post-footy stories more than the actual footy stories themselves because, for me, I find it really intriguing someone that obviously you come out of a routine pace and almost institutionalised system of training and the rigours and then injuries and whatever 
whatever. And but then you come out and you're doing something so cool the way that you are now, and, and with with obviously the breath house house is that what I'm saying yep, right? House, yeah, yep, good. Yep. Um, so talk to me earlier on. Obviously, you you get drafted and everything like that. That's all real, really well and good. Are you uh, and, and you go to Collingwood as well? So you, you you've arguably gone to the biggest club in the land. You've stayed in Melbourne because from D- you live in Dingley growing up. Yeah, grew up till yeah, grew up in Dingley till I was about 22, 21. Yeah, amazing. So then you go to Dingley, and then fortunately enough, you go to the closest club to your place, being St Kilda, yeah. as well traded. Um, was there much differences between those two clubs? Yeah, massively. I mean, back then, I think obviously Collingwood were at the I think it was the Holden Centre when I was back there, and. Yeah. Then going to St Kilda, where we were down in Seaford at oh, the so time. So, Seaford yeah, phase. I was Seaford for a, a year and a bit, yeah, um, okay. and then Moorabbin for for a couple of years. But yeah, mate, like big differences. I mean, like like you said, Collingwood's the biggest, well, is the biggest club in in yeah. Melbourne, especially. But I think West Coast is you know yeah, crazy, one yeah. of the biggest ones. But yeah, but I mean, everyone knows Collingwood is the biggest. So going from there, even the fan, like the fan base, the membership base, the facilities, the um, just the money and, and the financials that are, are getting thrown around in those sort of clubs, um, completely different to obviously St Kilda where it's a bit more of a, you know, it's, it, they're obviously not as financially, um, uh, well off as, as Collingwood or a bigger club. So you definitely notice those things, but mate, like, I mean, if you got a footy over, you got a meeting room, you got a gym, like there's, yeah. there's no real excuses. So I think you can get tied up in all that sort of stuff, but I mean, you look back to like 2010, like St. Kilda, like St. Kilda have had some had some great success in in the recent decades. Obviously, not winning the the grand final, but there's been some periods where they've been right at the top and right at the pointy end. So, yeah, man, like a, you you look at the differences, but again, like you sort of got to look at. I always looked at how grateful I was to be playing AFL footy, yeah. and I mean, starting at Collingwood and then so getting you, is that Bucks? Yeah, yeah I was Bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Bucks for two years. I loved Bucks, um, and and the whole playing group. I mean, I think back. When I got drafted, like there was still like Trav Cloak running around, yeah, wow. Dave, Dave Beam, Swanee. Sharon William? Um, nah, I just missed him. Yeah, okay. Just missed Dave. I would have loved a night out on the time with Sharon William. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it was like that whole rap pack. So I just <laughs> missed like Dids, missed Benny Johnson, but he was around the club quite a bit working. Um, Dale Thomas just left. Yeah, Heath a, Shaw just left. Oh, that's an A. Um, I took, I took Heath Shaw's number, 39, when yeah, I came you, in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you too, yeah. yeah. So, And then security, you took 10? I took 10, yeah. yeah. So 10 was, who was that? Like, Stephen Baker? Stephen Baker. Yeah, um, and now it's and with Cheeto Owens, is that right? Mitch Owens, yeah. So yeah. so it was, yeah, Steve Baker, Dan Markworth, who I think had about yeah. four years, didn't okay. play though, myself, um, Dan Hanabry, and now Machito Owens. Yeah. So Machito's trying to, yeah. And he's, a, and he's a good start. Mate, he's a star. He's, he's had a, a really star. good start to the year. I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm really good mate to his older brother, Kai, and sort of through my journey in, in sports management, which I went into after after AFL, which we'll touch on, I watched Mitch heaps growing up. Yeah. I loved him. Um, I was spewing I didn't sign him, but, mate, he's been a jet and I love him. Like, his mentality, his character, the way he plays, like, he's going to be a jet. So I reckon, I, I reckon um, just off topic, St Kilda's young brigade, obviously, take apart Dave, Nick Dacos, who's a star and a freak in his own right. Yeah. But, like, um, uh, they signed another guy, other than Mitch Owens, um, Kamenidi. Yes. And I think Philippu as well. Yes. Um, good young, like, super good young players. And considering that they're doing, they're playing actually good kicking goals in a their first year or second year, whatever it is, it's pretty cool. Mate, it's it, it's crazy. It's crazy to see how quickly these kids come on now. Like, you look at Dakes, you look at Will Ashcroft, you look at Harry Sheasel. Like, yeah, these wow. kids are, like, genuine stars first and second years. Yeah. Like, it's... It's nuts how much the programs like like leading up, like even when I went back, it was the TAC Cup, now it's the NAB League, like just how professional those programs are now and just also how accommodating the AFL clubs are to the newer players. Like n- n- 
I think probably back in the day, you had to earn your stripes a little bit with, with the playing group and sort of just, you know, learn and grow and grow. But now it's like these kids are ready to play. The clubs embrace them. The coaches embrace them. You let them play to their strengths. Like you watch Dakes and Cheese will play yeah, and stuff, great. mate. They play with so much freedom. They've got so much confidence. And it's sort of just like, it is a testament to the whole, so sort of the under 18s and, and, you know, program, but also like the clubs now, they're it's, so- It's such a good system. Mate, it's amazing. So yeah, these kids are, are coming in like ready to go and it's bloody exciting. It's the feeder system that's sort of like, I mean, you could make an argument just off topic with footy, like that Dakes and Cheezel both could have been an All-Australian team off the halfback flank or wing or wherever they wanted to put them, really. Yeah. I mean, they're both freaks, yeah. but um, obviously, you know, yourself, like you go to, it's, it's just, I mean, well, one, you stay in Melbourne, so you're close to family. Two, you're literally, you get tra- traded from Collingwood, the biggest club in land to the, to the, I guess, guess the if you're living in Dingley Seaf it's going to be close as well so you're 10 15 minutes up yeah. the road like it's crazy um when footy stops because I know obviously you you're I'm going to say you're a persistent bastard yeah in a good way to learn yeah. I love that like yeah. I love that you just don't back down like you have just tried everything um and thrown the kitchen sink of it like for me I'm always going to be biased of course because we're mates and I'm going to say to you that Gold Coast should have taken you yeah. um but that's me but I know you don't live in uh what could have been because you're doing amazing things now um how close did it really come to to going on that third list oh mate it was it was extremely close I mean when I when you're talking about the third list. So when I finished at St Kilda. So how we, long are we talking then? St. Kilda? This is 2018 when yeah, okay. I got delisted from St Kilda. Um, obviously managers working overtime. So Paul Connor's my manager. I think we we did have some interest from Gold Coast then. A few other clubs didn't happen. Went back and played Frankston for three years. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. yeah, played Frankston for three years. Had a couple of really good seasons. Um, sort of mid-season draft 2011. Oh, no, not 2011. 2021. Thick of COVID. Yeah, COVID. Was it COVID? Maybe the year after. But Richmond was really interested mid-season draft. Um, and it's a funny story. That's funny, actually, because I texted Geish yeah. and said, mate, um, as a Richmond fan, I'm like, mate, make sure they take it's him. It's such <laughs> a funny story. So, like, I, I'd started working with Connor Sports so as a, as a player manager. Um, and I'd, my mind had completely switched from wanting to play AFL football to like, all right, how can I make the, be the best manager I can? Was just playing Frankston for fun in the end. Um, started the year really well. Um, playing for fun and getting footy three disposals. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> but it's funny, like, I don't know if it was just the freedom of not, like... Caring. Not caring, but, like, I, I, I was fully invested in making, like, making Frankston the best club it can be, but also trying to be the best manager it can be. I wasn't even thinking about playing AFL, AFL again. Yeah. But it sort of got... I think I had the first, first five or six rounds, I was averaging something like 41 touches. Yeah, like, I was going nuts. Yeah. Um, and then... I think Richmond, so Blair Hartley rang Paul, my manager, and was like, hey, would Fraser consider playing again? And Paul rings me and he goes, like, what, what, are, you, what are you thinking? Like, would you go around again? And I was like, yeah. Like, oh, I'd actually, it actually probably took me a little bit to get my head around it because I'm like, far out, like mid-season draft. I'm, I think I was 26 at the time, 27. I'm like, I might only have a couple of years left. I'll be on a rookie deal. I'd have to quit my job as a manager because obviously you can't be a player manager yeah. and a player at the same time. So... Sort of came around and I'm like, yep, yeah, like, let's do it. Um, and he goes, okay, like he's one of the the couple in the mix that we're looking at taking. Um, and yeah, I think on the day of the draft, we thought they were going to take, um, who's the kid? Sam Durham, who yep. went to Essendon. Yep. He was in Richmond's VFL at the time. And we're like, okay, like if if Sam Durham can That's go- That's right, to, they did take you. Yeah, yes. they go, we go, if Sam Durham can go to Essendon at nine- that means I'll go to Richmond at 10. So me and Geish are like, oh, like let's let's try and plant the seed with um Adrian Dodoro, who had pick nine. And we're like, mate, can you just take Sam Durham like yeah. we, so I can get to Richmond? And he goes, nah, mate, Sam Durham, nah, he's a hack. I don't I don't like him. 
And we're like, okay, yeah, no, whatever. But the door always plays games. Anyway, on draft night, I'm at Geisha's house. It's just me and Geisha. We're watching it on the laptop. And he goes, pick nine. Essendon takes Sam Durham. Yeah. And me and Geisha are like, mate, it's going to happen. I'm going to go pick 10 to Richmond. Next minute, Richmond pick 10. They take Matt Parker. And we're like, where the hell does that come from? Anyway, spoke to Blair after the draft and he goes, oh, mate, our, our, we wanted Matt Parker and you were next. And so we completely read the situation wrong. And we and so we basically like, if Matt Parker went at nine, I would have gone at 10. But I think it's just the way it, it, the draft oh, so they thought that They thought Essendon was going to take Matt Parker. Yeah. And, yeah. Then you would have gone. and I would have gone at 10, but Matt, uh, Essendon ended up taking Sam Durham. What does that do you mentally though? Like, oh, the, oh, mate, oh. It was, it's funny because I, I had a good, not a backup, but like I was, I was a player manager and I was not established at the time, but I, I was making a really good fist of it. So, I mean, we just had a laugh, laughed it off. Um, and I just went back and played VFL. Like, I mean, I was probably disappointed for 10 minutes, but then I was like, really? okay, okay. We'll, we'll rock up to work the next day, man, geesh. Like, and I loved my job. I loved being a manager. Um, great team, kind of sports. Like they were just well, the best place to work. So yeah, like we just butted up. Um, went back to work the next day and then sort of finished off the year and then the Gold Coast stuff came around. Gold Coast wanted me to come train for pre-season. That's for, the end of 21? Yeah, end of 21. Yeah, yep. end of 21. So went up to the Gold Coast, trained whole pre-season. Um, it was me, James Cheetahs and two uh, two of their academy kids, I reckon. Yeah, so Morgan yeah. Ferris and one other kid. Um, and For one it, spot. For one spot, yeah. So... I got down to the last, basically the last training session before they have to make the call on who they're going to take. Um, and yeah, they ended up taking James Cheetahs. Um, yeah. And then I, oh, that, that that was a little bit like devastating. Yeah, that one. You put so much time I put so it. much time into it. I mean. RPG life. RPG my, was living in the Gold Coast at the time. Um, so yeah, that, that happened. I was disappointed. Um, and then literally the same day Adelaide called. So Justin Reed called me and said, hey, come, you know, be our leadership player for our Sandful list, train full-time with the AFL squad, come live in Adelaide. Um, and, you know, there, there might be an opportunity to mid-season draft when it comes up. So basically said, yep. So I picked up my life again, drove go straight, straight from um, straight from Gold Coast. <laughs> You've driven from Gold Coast nah, to Adelaide? No, nah, no. Nah, nah. So I, I flew from Gold Coast to Adelaide, left all my stuff in the Gold Coast, basically had to book removalists and get my car and a truck to come over. But I went straight away to Adelaide and then I was, yeah, just – from then on living in Adelaide. So how long were you there for? I was there for, oh, I would have been almost like Feb till about August. Oh, so, wow. So yeah, you did good, a yeah, I did most of the season. Yeah. But w- the last preseason game, we had a practice match against Port Adelaide. I did my AC joint in my shoulder. So I missed quite a few. So I was playing hand injured most of the year. I wasn't going to get picked up in the mid-season draft. Um, so I made the call to come back to Melbourne. So yeah, came back, played a couple of games with Frankston. Now I'm playing at Dingley. So. And what are you doing work-wise when you're in Adelaide? I was still managing. Yeah, okay. I was still managing. So I had a few players um, like Josh Rochelle, Jake Saligo. Um, they were the main two. Then at Port Adelaide, I had a few. Like so, like I was working with Josh Sin, yeah. Dante Byzantini, one of their rucks. Um, so yeah, I had a few players over there, I and mean, that was good for me. Like I mean, it was good for our company because I was still. So you were like the Adelaide representative, basically. For yeah. CSM, yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. So it was it was really cool. So. I love my time in Adelaide and Gold Coast. Met and, some great people. And Geish and Paul are like, mate, just follow your dream. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's that, awesome. Like, they were like, I can't thank them enough for like basically like letting me go like do this and, and work at the same time. And obviously I wasn't in the office down here, but I was still working over there. And yeah, mate, like it was, um, it was we, funny. We had Geish on here. Yeah. Um, 
I love, I just love geese. Man, and I spoke to him last night on the phone on the way, and he's like, "Mate, I'm on the train." So I'm like, "Mate, cool." <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just like, just letting you know, mate. I'm like, "Yeah, that's no, all good." Yeah, I'm just chatting anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love man. him. I love that bloke. So, um, I, and I've actually never met Paul, funnily enough. But yeah, really? um, um, Tom will come. But yeah. uh, I should get him on the pod. Yeah, he's got yeah, some stories. Yeah, mate. That guy will have plenty. I'd yeah. imagine. I've heard a few. Uh, I think it was with Tommy Sheridan. He was on this one, and he, and he did Paul. Yeah. Um, and mate, the guy's a character. I mate, like it. He, he's got the big salmon shirt going on and everything mate, like the that. Salmon shirt. <laughs> the, he has a pink bandana that he wears all the time. It's awesome. Man. It's, it's it, awesome. Mate. It's, it's, it's pretty funny, and and it's cool just to chat to different people. Like, so you go to Adelaide and obviously Gold Coast and everything like that. What made you before that? Like, how did the AFL player management stuff come up? So basically, I'd I'd say midway through my last year at St Kilda, 2018, Paul Connor's my manager. So I'd I'd had hamstring. So started 2018, had hamstring surgery. Um, then I came back. You went to, to Germany. I did go to Germany twice. Paid yeah. my own way. Cost me a bomb. For both times. Yeah. Now nah, first, uh, second time I paid. Wow. First time was the club. But yeah, that, that was. I mean, like I, I don't know if it was it was that that helped the most, but. I was doing so much stuff. Like I, in my mind, I'm like, if this helps one or 2%, like I'm doing it. Yeah, like exactly. I literally didn't want to finish and be like, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. It was like, nah, mate, like I'll spend anything. Like I, I just want to play footy. Um, so yeah, like then halfway through 2018, came back, played two games, did my AC joint, needed an operation, basically went to the surgeon and I was like, is there any way I can play? Because I was out of contract. So if I'd missed the season, I'm done yeah. anyway. So like, mate, can I play out the season? He goes, yeah, like you can. It's not going to get any worse because you've completely ripped your AC joint. Jab it up, strap it up, and just see how you go. So missed two weeks, played the rest of the season with a bung shoulder. So I went from being an inside midfielder. I started playing on the wing. So yeah. it would take a bit. Oh, it wouldn't. It's not a, as a crash and bash. Um, so yeah, played on the wing and was still playing okay. Like playing well for Sandy. Um, ended up getting a game. Uh, I think it was round twenty and round twenty one. I played. I debuted. Um, so yeah, that one that was that was crazy. Like it was. It was sort of like bittersweet. Yeah, man. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't so much of a relief. It was more just like a. Maybe it was a bit of a relief as well. Yeah. But I was so excited. Like I was so ready to play that game. Like, like I think I'd, I was the second longest time from draft to debut wow. of all time. It was like something like seventeen hundred, eighteen hundred days. Um. So yeah, like it was. Towards the end, mate, it was getting like a bit of a joke. I'm yeah. like, far out, let's just get this game over and done with. Yeah, like, but it was it was good, man. Like, I think a oh, funny story. The week before, so so my defensive um, pressure isn't my strong suit. So I, I can find the pill easily. Yeah, but you and I both. that's always my knock. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly right. That's why he didn't get drafted, did he? <laughs> he would have got drafted. You if he didn't. Um, so I think it was the week before. We we're playing Box Hill in the VFL for Sandy, um, and. Richo gets me in his room. So Alan Richardson, the coach, and goes, mate, I don't care about, you know, you're on the wing this week. I don't care about how many touches you get. I don't care about how many goals. I just want to see you tackle and chase and harass. And I'm like, yep, Richo, I've got this. And he goes, if you do all that, I'll play you next week against the dogs. And I'm like, fire out, let's go. Like, I'm keen. <laughs> so I went out that weekend and I'm like, I love playing against Box Hill. Don't know why. We just, I just matched up well against them. I came off the ground on the weekend and I was like, looked at the stats and it was like, you know, 38 touches, a couple of goals. <laughs> zero tackles. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh man, oh, I've done myself here. And I swear, I was going through the vision. I'm like, I swear I got a few tackles. Anyway, nothing. Like Richard didn't talk. I think the next week, Richard didn't talk to me at all. And I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I might be in trouble here. Got to the Thursday or whatever. And we just had like a normal, um, um, like players meeting on a Thursday. Arvo. Like we had it every week. 
And we walk in there and the whole club's in there, all the physios, all the admin staff and stuff. What's going on here? We sit down. I actually thought Ben Patton was was debuting at the time. Yeah. So, because I'm like, it surely can't be me. Anyway, so Richo gets up there and goes, you know, it's going to be a special day on Saturday. We're excited. Like, Freezy, you're going to debut. All the boys got around me and I was like, and we had a little laugh after because he's like, he's like, I wanted, like, he's like, I was going to play anyway. I just wanted you to start thinking about your defensive stuff. So, no, nah, it was good, man. Like, and that was exciting. So that's so, what you get told. That's awesome. That's how I got told. So then um, it was, uh, it was the, sa- it, was, it was a Friday night game. I debuted actually against the Dogs. Um, we just lost. Um, and then the next week we played against Essendon and yeah, got dropped after that. Got knocked out in the VFL the week after, then delisted. So, <laughs> had a pretty crazy month. Oh, man. And then the, the the player management stuff. I mean, that started those conversations. Oh, yeah, that, we had yeah a, but I like it. Out we went on a tangent. But I like it, man. Yeah. Cool. This is the whole part of it. But the the, the management stuff. Did, did did you were you having those conversations while you were on the list towards the end? Yeah, yeah, I was. So Paul basically said. So Paul Connors basically said, mate, like if it doesn't work out towards the end of the year, I want I want to get you on working with me in the management space because I think that's awesome. I think what. I think like Dill Buckley used to talk about this as well, like a footy PhD, like you've like for someone of my age who's, you know, you've been drafted, you've been drafted high, you've been traded, you've been at two clubs, you've been injured, you've been Yeah, you've done it all. You've I'm, done you've done it all. So that so that's if I can impart that sort of my experiences on and I worked really close with with like the seventeen to twenty three year old sort of players. So if I can sort of like guide them, it's almost like a player agent slash mentor, like being able to guide them and, you know, if they have questions or like, it's not just about the footy stuff as well. Like I get the pressures of what you're going to cop outside of football. Like there's, there's going to be, you're going to have girls, you're going to be, you know, out at the the nightclubs, you're going to be, yeah, there's pressure on like social media, that sort of stuff. So there's stuff that I've been through that I can help them with. So I think that's what Paul saw in me and it was like, that's a a pretty valuable resource for the players. I reckon it's almost like, and I think I spoke about it on here, like I tried to do very early on the genuine, that's how I met like Damien Kavka that I had on last week. Like I tried to do the, the sports management stuff, but you know, it just didn't work out due to the fact you needed time, money. And I wasn't working at a CSM, yes, which is, yes. you know, I guess owns a lot of that space realistically. And, and there's a lot, there's a few of those bigger companies, but it's almost like the players that you're going to be dealing with. And I probably, I don't even, I said, I've never met Paul, but I completely understand why he would uh, get you involved in doing what you're doing because the footy training, the prep stuff they do at training, yep. but the mental side of the game they'd almost do with you. Yes, yes. You yeah, know, that, that's right. Which and is, is great, which is almost, I'd almost say probably it's like that 80, 20% type yeah, of thing. Yep. Yeah, and, that, and that, that's the thing. Like I, I wasn't telling, I, I never tell my players how how to play the game. How to, yeah. Like you've got coaches for that. You've got your physio staff for that. You've got your gym staff for that. Like it, it's it's those little things like oh, – you'll go catch up for coffee and like, so half the time we wouldn't even talk about footy. We'd just okay. talk about life and oh, you're out on the weekend or this happened or oh, you got a girlfriend or like just like little things like that. Like I think the, that's what the boys especially liked about, I, I guess, ha- having someone of my age and that's been through that. that. you can relate to it Mate, you can, so you quickly. Can, yeah. You can talk shit. Like yeah. I, I'd, you know, I'd be out on the weekends and they'd be like, oh, Fraser, I want to go to this club. And like, I can, it's just like little things like yeah. that. Like you're almost more like than a, a big, manager and a bigger brother. It's like your big brother, yeah. yeah. So they're the things, and and that they can they know they can tell me stuff that they might not necessarily tell Paul. Like it's, it's, it's so relatable though to the age as well. Yeah, and it's well one from hypothetically someone does a someone's battling injuries. Well, you've been through that yeah. road, but two as well that you're at that age, so you know what's going on hypothetically. Now I don't know what about Geesh or Paul, but um, you know I couldn't see them lining up at the Emerson maybe as much <laughs> yeah. as what they would me and you. Geesh maybe, but yeah. not Paul. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But you know then they see the crowd and what's happening out yep. there and what's going on, whether it be you know 
drinks or drugs or yes, women or whatever yes. is going on in the in the world at the moment that they're being you know offered or whatever's yeah, happening so yeah. you kind of get it so i can see why you were in it because i was always wondering that um and i remember bumping into you and geese down here in the mall in oakley yeah um and i was like fuck freezer makes it it makes sense for freezer to be doing it yeah. because he's been through a fair bit of crap to help him get through it yeah no that, that's exactly right and and i love that sort of stuff like it as a manager, you're like Paul didn't want a clone of him. Robbie Durazio didn't want a clone of him. Like we all sort of brought our own style, style and strengths to like the business, and we we're such a good team. Like we, the way that kind of sports managers, like managers a team. Like you're not, you might be managed under Robbie Durazio, but Robbie knows he doesn't know everything, and like. It, I'll go for coffee with some of his players and just talk about life and whatever. And, you know, Robbie's really good at what he does. And, you know, we, we all sort of cross over. So I think that was a, that was a massive strength of Connor sports. And it's like, it's no like surprise why they're so good. That's right. So yeah. I also got my favorite player. Who? Toby Green. Yes. He's everyone's favorite oh, player. Mate, mate. I just like, I just think that guy is just one of the best of all time. Yeah. No, he is. He, mate, he'd, he'd be in the top handful of players in the NFL. Oh, I just sure. reckon he's a goat. Yeah. Uh, not goat, but well, one of who. The a guy that can win a game off his own boot yeah. Yeah. is him. Like Buddy Franklin in his prime, yeah. um, Martin in his prime, yeah. Dustin, of course, I'm talking about. Um, Freezer in the Vif, in the Vif for the for the for the for the Franks and Dolphins, for the Franks and Dolphins, and me down at Murrumbina under nine. That's so. right, mate. That's right. <laughs> Jeez, I can see similarities. Keyword under nines, mate. Under while nine. I'm still 30. Tell you what, you know. like me, I peaked at 18. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at least it was all peaked. downhill from there. <laughs> oh, you know what's funny about me, Marimina? <laughs> I used to say, like, when we used to play a really good side, so St. Peter's or St. Uh, Paul's or Ajax, right, I would never get on the pitch. Yeah. Like, I'd probably get on for five minutes, and I used to get on. Like, I was so angry and annoyed, like, with the, with the coach, right, with Pado back in the day, because I'm like, fire out. I'm going to tell the boys at school tomorrow, like, yeah. that I paid five minutes. Yeah. And you know, so I used to say to mum on the way home, I'm like, oh, yeah, big. She's like, how'd you play, honey? Because mum wouldn't really watch them. I'm like, oh yeah, good, not bad. Like, probably should kick that goal. Never had a shot at goal, by the way. But yeah. anyway, and then I'd be like, oh, mum, um, I need a carb load, so can you take me past Maccas on the way home? Like, make myself feel better. Yeah. But then I'd have games against um like the lower teams that we'd like smash. So like Oakley Dragons or uh, Morty Bray back then. Yeah. And mate, I used to start in the middle. <laughs> yeah, wrecking balls. I'm not joking, mate. They used to call me the engine room at one stage because <laughs> against those lower teams, like. Oh mate, I was I, I, I thought to myself, mate, oh, I'm so good at this game, right? Like then I'd go on to cap against Ajax hypothetically, and I wouldn't even get a touch. Yeah, so the, yeah. the coach would drag me. So um, incredible little fiddles to footy stories, which is cool, and that's what I like about obviously yourself because one, you're so humble, but two, uh, you don't forget obviously where you're at, where you came from in Dingley. That's right. Um, mate. and Back I know you're a massive is Dingley Dingoes. Dingley Dingoes, yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember that. they had the red and the. Red and something else, man. Yeah, it's like a weird colour. Yeah, red, uh, red, gold, red, black, and gold. Yeah, that's yeah, right. So, yeah. um, which is cool. So, talk to me through, um, which is one of the main parts that I wanted to talk to you about because I feel like right now there's such a big focus on, uh, I get fitness industries going huge, and I guess your stuff with the breath house as well. And um, an old guy, an old guy that does a lot of running, and he does the nasal breathing, yes, running and yes. all this type of stuff that he was posting about on Instagram. And I'm like, what's this about? And then I looked it up and I'm like, okay, I understand. And I couldn't do it because I get, I sort of run a K on the tread yet and I'm done. Yeah. Um, but, um, talk to me through the breath house and what it is. Cause I've seen you on TV in the ice cold baths and all this type of stuff. Like yeah. it's almost, you're looking refreshed. So right. it's, it's funny. It's, it's probably towards the back end of last year it would have been around October, September, October time, um, where, so one of my really good mates, Ella Pike, so she's she's known on Instagram and around as the breath boss. She's been facilitating breath work for years and years now. Um, and 
sort of towards the end of last year, um, me and my best mate, Charlie, so she's always like, come into a class, come to a class. And we're like, I'm like, nah, it's not for me. Like yeah. I'm not, not into that sort of hippie stuff. She's like, no, you'll love it. Anyway, so we went down one Sunday afternoon to one of her classes and like afterwards I was like blown away at how – how something as simple as like conscious breathing, but like, it's like a, it's almost like guided meditation. So something as simple as that for an hour laying down in a yoga mat, like it was almost like a, it was almost like an out of body experience. Yeah. And I, and I, I left that room. And I was like, I need to get into this stuff because it sort of stemmed from, so all through AFL and through my life, like you try and find things like you, everyone preaches the importance of mindfulness and meditation and looking after your mental health. But like, how do you do that? So we always tried to, you know, go on YouTube videos and do meditations or yeah. yoga, like whatever it is, try and do it on an app or try like, it just never, it never resonated with me. It never worked. And I'd always either get distracted or just like give up. Like it wasn't, wasn't working for me, but this was the one time where I could actually Understand it. Understand it. And it's like I switch, I completely switched off for an hour. Like you'd wake up and you're like, you felt, it felt like five minutes, but it was an hour. Anyway, so I'm like, this is like, this is it. Like this is what you sort of, I've been looking for. And and coming from my background in, in like you said, AFL and and sort of just, just high pressure jobs and environments, this is like literally like pulling the release valve on like your stress and your tension. And it sort of just resets you and, and, bring, and yeah. gives you an anchor to bring yourself back to. So like, oh, I was I jumped all into it, so I started going to see Ella quite a bit, just in her classes. Um, and then I said to Ella, "I'm like, this needs to get out to more people. It needs to become yeah. mainstream." Blokes like me and you and and you know, Footy World, like, had never even heard of it. Like, I'd never even heard of it before. Yeah. So I was like, "Let's let's try and make something as accessible, not restrict, not as scary as what there, there's obviously already breathwork practitioners and facilitators out there, but it's a lot." It's very hippie, woo-woo, left yeah. of center sort of stuff. Whereas I'm like, if you can make it not as scary, bring people in, make it really accessible, I reckon there's a real mark because people need this sort of stuff. So, yeah, man, like we started up the Breath House. We built a, a really big beach community. So we- yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 7 a.m.? 7 a.m. Yeah. It was actually, I think it was 6 a.m. Was it? Um, yeah. In summer, which is good because yeah. that's when the sun comes yeah, up and yeah, it's like it's beautiful over the beach. So we're like, okay, how do we- no, Ella had quite a big- client base already. She was already running classes herself, but I was, she basically suggested let's start a beach community. So I think it started just before Christmas. We had about, you know, 20 people on the beach, mostly friends. And then the next week it was about 50 people. The week, growing. Mate, uh, by week four or five, we had 180 people on the beach. Like, and it was wild. Like we had ice bars and we had people doing breath work and meditation. We had yoga. We had, you know, you jump in the water for a dip. Like as the sun's rising at 6, 7 a.m. Mate, it was like amazing. I remember seeing it on the Today Show. Yeah, mate. Like that, yeah. That, it's funny how that happened. Like we were just down there doing a normal session and a guy who's actually a good mate of ours now, now Jesse, he was doing a cross for the for sunrise just based on the weather. And he comes over, he, I think he sort of recognized me and he goes, like, what are you guys doing here? And I told him about what we're doing. And he's like, all right, I'm doing a live cross at eight o'clock. I'm going to come down and we're going to film you guys. And we're like, yep, sweet. So that's awesome. See how it happened. And then we, um, he did a big story on us a couple of months later. And, but yeah, so going back, like Breath House, like we started um, the beach community. We didn't open the studio till um, end of April. So we had, like we had probably five months of, of the beach sessions, so every Saturday morning. Um, and that was just basically getting our name out there. Is that like a pretty much like for, I guess, for any business owners out there or people that are looking to, I don't know, run with an idea, yep. were you doing that like a free of charge? Free or, of charge. Yeah, well, Everything's free of charge, yeah. So, but again, it's probably the best 
lead generation or marketing money yeah. we spent. I think it was, and we were bootstrapping at that time. So I was basically paying for everything up until we opened the studio. So I think, man, I was paying like 500 bucks a week for ice pallets to get delivered down to the beach. Yeah, wow. Um, the ice bars aren't cheap themselves. But again, man, like that money we spent and, and we still do it now. Like we just keep putting the money back into the business because yeah. we want to make like the experience the best possible thing for like our community and the people that like anyone that's, people that actually want to try it all. It, mate. Yeah. Anyone that steps through the door at the breath house or comes to our beach sessions, like they're like, they're why we do it. We don't do it for the money or anything else. It's like, because we think at, that like this should get a mainstream because it's so good for your mental health. It's so, it's so, um, effective and like people need this sort of stuff so we're like we do this as like a, a like we just need to get it's this out give, there it's a give back a, exactly right exactly yeah. right so yeah man like we just started doing that free of charge people loved it um and then once we opened the studio we had you know thousands of people that have been down on the beach they knew who we were and they just sort of came straight in and we've pretty much been pumping that capacity that's, from day one so awesome, yeah it's been very exciting so it's yourself and ella that are behind yes yeah, so me and ella are, are both partners in the breath house and we've got um, another three facilitators that help out. So Eliza, Hannah, and Simon. So they all they all facilitate. Like two of them are Yin Yoga instructors. Another one's a breathwork instructor. So amazing. Yeah, and so they have you had to do studies yourself with all this stuff. Yeah, so I, I've got a few certifications. So Oxygen Advantage is probably the main one. That's wow. with a guy called Patrick McEwen. Um, and you get that's that's a lot of the scientific side of of breathwork and 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 why we do it. And you know, there's basically the scientific side of it. And then there's another one called XPT, which is run by Laird Hamilton, who yeah. used to be a Ironman big wave surfer. He's very into like that holistic um, like space of, of wellness. So I've got, I've got XPT, I've got Oxygen Advantage. I'm going to go up and do uh, one called Survival Apnea, which is like a free diving sort of course where you right. learn basically like, because free divers and big wave surfers, are the, like, they are massive on this sort of stuff because they have to be, you have to be able to hold your breath under the water for, to wait for a set to go over. Or if you're a free diver, you need to dive 50 meters under the water yeah, exactly. and keep yourself calm, keep yourself centered, hold your breath for like minutes and minutes and minutes. So that's, I, I love that sports specific side of it. Um, whether it's, you know, for, for performance, but also like Calming your mind, calming your nervous system, the mindfulness space. So it's such a big space right now. Yeah. Um. Like I feel like uh, I'm, I'm a YouTube, I'm a, I'm a YouTube, I'm a YouTube and also a TikTok watcher, but I'm not a, I'm not a poster. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah. But I love watching these TikToks, especially at night. Like you know, it's the usual routine. Have a flick. Same. Um, I love TikTok. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but you see all these different. It's such a big space right now. The the meditation space and everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Um, like I I'm actually a big like I actually like meditation myself. Like I, you know, like you, I I just do the Spotify. Yep. Um, sometimes just to just zen out a bit yeah. and um and relax so um it's become a massive space and everyone's starting to implement a bit more it's like you know i feel like it goes hand in hand with like your journaling and your um 100 all those types of things as well like uh, mental health space is amazing because of where it's at yep. um not that this is a mental health platform or anything like that but it's it's good that it's always always front of mind yep. for people but yeah this journaling and this meditation and you know all these self-love stuff which is great but is there to really relax you with this world that's become crazy that we're all living in. hundred percent. So it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, and it's funny, like when you say like, there's obviously the journaling and the, the, um, you know, meditation, but like for, for guys, it's, you don't have to do, you don't have to do everything. You can find, you can pick and choose things that work for you. Like 
you might resonate really well with breath work and that, that becomes one of your anchors. Like that's like, okay, if I know life's getting hectic, like I can always come back to breath work. I can always go to a session or take 10 minutes out of your day to, like you said, jump on Spotify and do it. Or some people resonate really well with journaling. So they yeah. journal, but, and you can mix and match all different life's types of things. For you, yeah. Exactly. So we, we try to incorporate like, so Ella runs, um, like workshops and, 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 like women's circles and stuff like that where, yeah, they get out the journals and they get out the crystals and they do breath work and the um, manifesting and that sort of stuff. But then you come to a weekly class where I might be there and it's like we're just basically meditating or zenning zenning out for an hour. Like we we cater to all types and we try to make it as accessible as possible. So, and and, and sort of not as scary as, as, you know, like you might, like I, I definitely did. You look at the some of the other gurus and spiritual gurus, and you're like, "Wow, that is way too much." Yeah, for me. too much for me. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But it's like if you see a guy like myself, I'm a footy player. I still, back, yeah. I still go have a beer. Like it's all about balance. But like this is one area that's really resonated with me, and I think we get a lot of um, we get a lot of AFL players coming through now. We get a lot of um, we've had like Olympic level boxers. We've had like even last night we had a international DJ in last night. Like I won't, he's very well known, but That's so cool. yeah, man, like it's, and, and these, and are, they re- are these people like, I mean, are these people reaching out to you guys or how, how is it working? Half the time, like it's just organic. Like yeah, well, a, a lot of my, obviously I'm from the AFL industry. Like a lot of the guys, um, I think it's sort of, it sort of started with like Cody Waitman. So he's very like indie, oh, yeah, like yeah. He, he loves, he loves all this sort of stuff. So he, he used to come in like really early days and I'm really close with him. We went to Halebury, um, and yeah, just from around the traps and he, he came, then he brings another player and another yeah. player and then word sort of spreads and like, man, we had anywhere from like 30 to 40 AFL boys That's coming awesome, through man. a week, um, which is awesome to see. And awesome. and then, yeah, like we get just uh, w- like, we've grown so much basically just through word of mouth and our social media. Like yeah. we don't do any paid ads. We don't do any marketing. We really don't, we, we don't really push it on people. Like we're not very pushy people. Like we're here to provide a service and- like we welcome anyone can come in and it's, it's one of those things that you've got to, you come to do it when you're ready. Like, like I've had you know, mates reaching out and be like, Oh, what, what's this you keep posting about? What's this? And I go, mate, like, you know, come in, I'll give you a free class. I like, come check it out. And they'd be like, yeah, no worries. I'll come in. And then like, once you do it once, like you get it, you go, okay. I'm- it's, it's funny. Cause obviously I've followed you cause we're mates, but yeah. two, I had a, there's a girl that I know that also started attending your classes, um, Nadia. Yeah, Nadia, Nadia Sophia. Yeah, she goes with yeah. On Instagram. Yep, yep. Um, she's like a like she's in, she's I think she's a consult consultant or counselor or something along yeah, those so lines. I think I was I was quite. I close could be very it. wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I started seeing her post as well, and I'm yeah. like, okay, this is like funny because you know you've only got you know a thousand followers, or whatever it is, yep. on Instagram, and you start to see people post about it. Um, and and also this world's going in a way of all these cold showers. You know, I'm not saying it's that, but you know, I was actually talking about cold showers before with my with my mate because I yeah. said to him, I'm like, man, I'm like. He's like, oh man, it's cold today. I'm like, oh, we're trying to fray a little bones getting old. And he's like, um, he's like, mate, I, I, I had a cold shower this morning. Did you? I'm like, no, nah, man, stuff that I can't yeah. do a cold shower. But it was funny. We talked about a cold shower, yeah, because yep. everyone's talking about this new craze, which is a cold yep. shower. Yep. So, I think your space that you're going on, like, I can genuinely, and um, you probably notice it yourself, but you talking about this is probably as passionate as I've seen someone yeah. about their, um, their venture, yeah. which is amazing. Cause I, I love to see people do really well for themselves and for you, but you just look so passionate about what you're doing and one, believe in the product, yeah. but two, like you can really tell the genuineness behind it, which is really cool to see Mate, considering what you've been through. It's like when I, when I made the switch from play management to, to starting breath house, the thing I loved most about management was like just helping players. Yeah. Like I, 
always loved like you're helping my, my players find like like in their mental health or like find it an edge on the field or something like that. Like I just loved that sort of stuff. And I was like, okay, like breath house, that it's sort of just like magnifying that on a major level. Like yeah. I can help if, but it's like the general population. Like, That's mate, right. if you've got a set of lungs, like you you benefit from breath work. So like I love that side of it and and helping people really like sparks like really lights me up. And Al is the exact same. You can like tell, yeah. mate, we love it. So yeah, man. Like the more people that come in, we love just seeing it get adopted, and um, you can you can um, you can really really tell like the, how passionate you are, which yeah. is cool to see. Because as I said, you got someone else on the opposite side of this and talking about what it is. And I've tried to do my own little research into um, breath house and breath work. And I said I, I, I started from this guy that was all about because as soon as I find something that someone's doing, yeah. I just want I'm like that person. I just want to learn a bit more to find out what what is this nasal breathing all of a sudden, or what's yeah. this new technique. Um, uh, as to where it is. So you can see um, how it's going. So how does it actually work? For those that are listening right now, as in, um, let's say, Dim, me, who I need to come and try a session um, and bring down a couple of mates of mine with me because I've got a couple of mates that are into those, yeah. that are into similar to me, like trying different things. How does it work for us? So um, is it a private session? Is it a group session? How does it work? So we, we do a, we do a few offerings. Like we have, so like our weekly classes. So we run, so there's three types of weekly classes. So I have one called LSD, which is like long, slow and deep. That's like meditative style. That's a, a lot of, like, so like you said, the nasal breathing, the n- nasal breathing is a really parasympathetic response in the body. So like, obviously when you're nasal breathing, you're, you it's basically like the rest and digest, the re- relaxation techniques. So we're an LSD, we've got one called release, which is a bit more sympathetic, a bit more like of a heightened response. You know, we call it release because it does, it, it's meant to release stored you know, emotions in your body and, and shift some things and, um, it's that's a little bit more mouth breathing, a more intense, sympathetic sort of response in the body, um, and you can go quite psychedelic. Like I get, I get quite psychedelic in those um, those sessions. So, and then we're gonna call connect, which is a, a, it's probably like the medium. So it's a combination of LSD and release, but also you have a few um, different connection exercises. Whether it's connecting with other people in the class or connecting in, inwards with yourself. So, and that's and and our facilitators um, run those sessions um, at sort of how they choose. That's and awesome. yeah, man, it's exciting. So like there's weekly sessions. We fit. We have 24 in a class. Okay. Um, we do pretty much every day we have like a six o'clock and a seven thirty session, but then also Ella, um, runs one-on-one sessions. Um, if you want a bit more of like a, a understanding, understanding, yeah, like m- more of a, a personalized sort of, yeah. um, experience. So and then you'd have your corporate stuff as well. Then I we imagine. have a lot of, we do a lot of corporate stuff. So uh, well, corporate's really starting to pick up now. Like yeah. we do, we do a fair few of them, like probably like five or six per week, um, corporate sessions, but, and it's amazing to see companies starting to really like, you know, invest in this area of Apes. their employees. Mate, it's it's their number one. Like the company's number one assets is their employees, right? And and if you can keep your employees invested, their mental health up, productivity productivity up, like it's it's the it's the best money you'll ever spend and the best experience you'll ever have for your employees. So we're starting to see a lot um, in that sort of stuff, and and companies keep coming back. Like we we've got a few that you know we do pretty regularly, and that's awesome. They really enjoy it. So yeah, man. There's there's one on one sessions. There's those sessions we still do the Saturday dips, which is always free, which that, which yeah. will start back up in summer. Um, but yeah, so like, you're still doing the Saturdays or just summer? This the Saturdays. Just in summer and yeah, Saturday. Amazing. So we'll start one up. Uh, we'll start back up probably around October, November. Yeah, amazing. Um, so yeah, about a month, month and a half. But we've got a we've got a little special one off for Are You Okay Day next Thursday morning. So that's awesome. We've got a little fundraiser. So us, um, a company called Volley, which is a, a volunteering platform. Um, Louis Phillips, who's yep. a runner, so he's going to do a little fun run. Um, and One Thirty Two Cafe on Chapel Street are going to be giving out free coffees. So Gab, Gab? 
Gav, big Gav. Hey, 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 hey Gav, big Gav, man. He's the man. Big we, Gav. We yeah. love him. So yeah, they're, that's they're, awesome. And they, they're, they're amazing to us. Like, and we, we love collaborating with them. And, and they're, they're like the same thing, like big on community. They've got such a great community and they're great people. So like we yeah. love working with them. So yeah, man, like that's, that, that's the business. And I sort of thought the way, so like in my mind, you go, okay, like, so F45 and like these group fitness classes where it's like really convenient. It's like, if you want to go work out and you're not used to working out or you don't know, really know what to do, you rock up, you're, it's all laid out for you there, the equipment, you've got a you know, expert, like a guided instructor that runs you through the session and you, in 45 minutes to an hour, you're out yeah. and you've done, you've ticked the box, you've done it. So I thought like, what, why, like, what's the biggest barrier for not like sort of doing mindfulness or a meditation practice or breathwork practice. It's like, okay, like sitting at home, you're on YouTube, you're trying to lay down. You don't know if you're doing it right. You don't know if, you know, you're actually meditating. Your mind's elsewhere. Your phone's ringing. You've got all these external distractions. It's like, why can't, why don't we just build a place like the breath house, which you go there, you do an hour of like really deep, intensive meditation and you leave and you've ticked your mindfulness box. You don't have to think about it. Um, so your, your physical fitness. Yeah. That's it, man. Like, so that's, that, that's why everyone loves it. Cause it's like, it's so easy and convenient and it's literally like on another level. Like it's, it's like meditation on steroids. Like you've got to build the community as well. That's right. What you do, you become a community within the community. Yep. And the best part about it is, is that you're, you're so, um, well, your location's amazing because it's so central. Like yeah. you're, you're in Windsor, which is great. We love our spot. Yeah. It's, um, Windsor for those that don't know is Paran. Yes. That way. So Chapel Street. Chapel Street, South yeah. Yarra, all those types of things. So you're in a central locale where you're getting both sides of Melbourne, you know, the, the North, the South, the East, the West and everything like that. Yep. So you're central as, which is, probably perfect in itself. Yeah. Um, which, which is great as well. But do you reckon, uh, you're probably the happiest you've been in years with what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, I think so. Like I, I, I think this is like, I love, I love, like I love building things. I love business. I love the business side of stuff. Yeah. So I do, so Ella and the girls do a lot of like the facilitating hands-on stuff. Like I do a lot of like the back-end business stuff, like bit like bigger picture type things. So at the moment, how like we, we grow it. Exactly. So how can we get this to more people? How can we get more eyeballs? Can we get online? Are we going to open up new spaces? So there's all these things that are like happening really quickly. So I love that sort of stuff. It lights a fire in me. I literally, like, it's funny, like uh, I sort of quit a nine to five with Connor Sports to work like a pump to work 24 seven for myself, yeah. but I love it. Like it's, yeah. it's nuts. So I think that's, um, that's what sort of, uh, lit a fire in me. I think the, the, the point I touched on before is the helping people. Like we provide a service that is so important and it's so effective and people leave and we get, we get messages every day saying, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, just thanking yeah. us for, for like literally like existing and being there and providing this to people. So things like that really light me up. Um, working with really good people, like like-minded people, like, so Allah, my best mate, Charlie, who's um, sort of starting up his own business called Volley, which is going live in six months. Folks like Gab, who are 132 and like just people like that, which I'm in a really good network at the moment. Um, that helped you grow. Helped me grow. And, and mate, that that's like, it's probably the biggest business hack of all time is like surrounding yourself with like-minded people doing like with the same sort of like big picture goals and ambitions as yourself and, and, and like supportive people as well, because I think that that basically like straps a rocket to you and you, and you go nuts. Like, like we've got people that 
want to help us. Like I've met some, like some of my mentors are like, you know, big, big dogs in, in their fields and, and that sort of stuff. But I would have never met them if I hadn't been connected through this person Extra and that person, mate, like your net, your network is probably like your number one biggest thing. And, and you'd know like through your stuff, like it's, yeah, that, that, that'd be my, um, biggest sort of tip in going a business and your own, like, this is my first sort of business that I've owned myself. And, Obviously, it's uh, yeah, you're chucking the kitchen sink exactly, mate. And, and, awesome. and how quick it's happened is like we've had to learn a lot on the fly, and like we've made mistakes, we've thrown darts at the dartboard, some haven't hit, some have had a bullseye. Like it's and just mate, been you're gonna miss more than you take, exactly, mate. Exactly, and it's it's amazing, it's it's really fun to have such a fun business partner. Like Ella's amazing, like we have a lot of fun. Um, like we, 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 like we take our business seriously, right. of course, but yeah, of course, but man, gonna... we have, we have so much fun and, and, and that, that rubs off on, I think our community as well. And I think that's why people sort of gravitate towards, yeah, man, that's why people gravitate towards 100%. Breath House so much because it's like, uh, I'm not, I'm like, we're not monks. Like we don't live, like I still go have a beer on the weekend with my mates. Yeah. I still play footy. I don't, you know, I'm still a normal bloke, but there's these things that you can add into your life. Like you don't need to go you know, live like a monk. Going to hermit, yeah. Exactly, mate. I don't need to live like a monk, but it's, it's like- It's funny, yeah. Like I was talking about it just um, before. Uh, so I'm really big on once a week. Yep. Um, just once a week. And if I can fit in two, even better. But once a week, having coffee with someone that I don't know. Yeah, that's great. So it's really weird. Like, as in like, say it's someone you've been following on Instagram for a while and you see that they're doing great things. It's like, hey, mate, do you want to catch up for a coffee? Um, if it's a client, an old client that I haven't seen in ages, just an excuse to buy him a coffee, really. Yeah. Um, but, or even like LinkedIn is great as well and picking people's brains in different industries. Like, so I'm massive on it. Um, and it's so many people don't do it. Like, I, I just don't... Um, I think there's a synergy always to something. Yes. Like that, that'll connect. And it doesn't necessarily um, connect today, but it might connect in a year or two years. Without a you don't know. But one day it's going to connect. Yep. Um, I, I just find that for young people, not that I'm a business entrepreneur by any means, no needs. Like this is humble client like you with Breath House is the first thing I've ever done. Yeah. But man, people don't do it enough. Like Mate, they do I, not reach out enough. Agree. hundred percent, hundred percent. Like that, that, that's probably a really good, like actionable thing. Like get a coffee with one person. Um, because you know, th they might not be able to help you, but they know someone that's that can right. help you. And like you said, it might not come around now, but in two years time, it might click to them and they go, Oh, I know this guy. Or you've just kept a connection with them. And like, it all comes back around. It all comes back around. You never know who you're going to meet. Like I, I've met some amazing people, even in just the last 12 months that, never thought I'd ever meet and it's been connected through one, two degrees of separation through someone and someone and you've- It's funny. Then man. you're getting a coffee with, you know, some big dog and they're helping you how to do something. So- It's funny, like my my immediate, like the way that my brain, brain sort of thinks is like, you got the breath house, amazing. My thing is go to Vula who does our HR and be like, hey Vula, check out the breath house. Yeah. I reckon our four offices could benefit from um, having like a, a corporate session and seeing how it goes. Cause you know, um, like that's, and then in my way, I'm like, all right, man, I can maybe help this guy. Yeah. And then whoever stays on, stays on, whoever doesn't, at least they tried it. Yeah. Um, like that's the way my brain thinks as to like how I can help this guy coming yep. on. Um, so man, I genuinely, you seem so passionate about this, which is awesome. And, uh, you believe in it, which is even great. And I, and I will genuinely come down for a session. Um, have we'll have to maybe get it filmed or something, man. Cause I reckon it'd be one of the funniest sessions. I've yeah. Ever done in my without life, a doubt. Man. We'll like, start posting like, on TikTok. Mate, it's like, you put yeah, your first TikTok mate, up. You know, what's funny. Yeah, I reckon it'll just be funny, man. Like knowing me, I'll snore or something like I'll fall asleep. Fuck. Like it'll be, it'll be some session like that, man. So I say that, man. I reckon the first, 
first few sessions I went, I had a, like a big Saturday night the night before, and then I went into a Sunday session with Ella, like a, a breathwork session. And I reckon like two rounds in or like 20 minutes in, I was like snoring and Ella had to, because I was just so Mate, tired. I'm, Ella comes over like kicks me, she's like, shut up. Like, I'm so bad at doing things for the first time. Like yeah. last week, we went and played bingo with a few friends at a bingo hall, <laughs> right? Genuine story. And I literally go to them um, far out. I go, how embarrassing would it be for, like there's 250 people there. Yeah. Um, I'm one of the youngest there as well. And I'm like, how embarrassing would it be to call out bingo and you don't have bingo? And they're like, yeah, you're right, actually. Anyway, I was convinced I had bingo. So out of nowhere, I've gone last Friday night, I've screamed on the top of my lungs, I go, bingo, <laughs> right? As I look down, I know it's number 33 is not crossed. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry because I'm so embarrassed right now. So I go, false alarm, sorry, false alarm. And generally, you've got to start off, start over again. Yep. I'm like, oh, man, I feel like an idiot here. So anyway, going back tonight for bingo. Because every Friday night now is bingo night. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when I do things for the first time, there's always something funny that just accompanies <laughs> yeah. it. Like, mate, bingo. so I reckon we're going to do something, man. We always like to finish on the, on the humble three, which I wanted to ask you. If you weren't doing what you were doing now, hypothetically, what would you be doing and why? Great question. Great question. Um, I'd probably still be in play management. Yeah, because I could yeah. see you also dominating that. Would you reckon you – and off topic of that question, would you ever get back into it? Uh, great question again. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I loved it. It's a very full on industry. It's yeah. very, you've got to be on 24 seven. You've yeah. got to, like, I, I loved it. Um, and I'd, I'd probably, I'd, yeah, I'd probably go back into yeah, it okay. to be honest. Yeah. Um, if you could own a billboard, what would it say and why? And where's your billboard actually? Great question. There's a big billboard in chat on Chapel Street corner of Chapel and Turak that, yeah. It's um it's on the Como Center. Yeah. I always walk yes, past it. I'm yes, like, yes, yes. I'm like, I want to get the breath house on there. Yeah. Um it'll have something to do with the breath house, I reckon. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know exactly what the tagline will be, but I know I know I walk past it every day and I want to get on that. Don't breathe through your nose, breathe through exactly, your nose. Exactly, mate. <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd probably say I'd, I'd probably say look up <laughs> off your phone while you're walking and take a deep breath. And I love it, mate. And one of the last ones, mate, which is always one we like to finish on is um we've never really spoken about uh we've spoken about Nathan Freeman the person, but uh who is one of the inspirations behind Nathan Freeman because uh with your resilience and everything that you do? Oh, it's a good question, mate. It's a good question. Um, who who is an inspiration of mine? It's and it could be someone from the from the um from like your current industry, hypothetically. Yeah. Um, who's an inspiration of mine? There's a guy. He runs a, a breathwork studio in LA. His name's oh, it's like Minaj Diaz or something. He, he owns a company called Open. Okay. And they. And he is the exact vibe that I love from, like he owns a breathwork studio, but he is similar to me. Like he's funny, he's cheeky. Like yeah. he's not he's not the real spiritual woo-woo type of guy. Good looking it, or? Uh, I think he's Sri Lankan or he's some sort of like from around that parts. But yeah, he's a good looking dude. Um, and so I was just saying about and, whether you were going to put good looking in your part of your own. Whatever. Uh, I don't know about that, dude. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm not, I'm not quite on your, your <laughs> level, but- but uh, you can always polish a turd. So, <laughs> no, um, nah, but he, he's probably one that in the in the breathwork sort of business space that I look up to a little awesome. bit. Yeah, yeah, mate. I can't thank you enough. You're an absolute star. I've oh, been man. trying to do this for a while. I uh, can't thank you enough, mate. And um, we're genuinely going to do a bit of a session there. Absolutely. We're speak to some of the guys at work as well and and try and get this out. Obviously, we'll. Uh, because I reckon with what you do and what you believe in and with the journey that you've had to continue to smile the way that you are, it's just awesome. And I know there's a lot worse out there, but man, you've been belted around the head a couple of times when it comes to that freaking footy. That was so, nice. 
<laughs> Physically and literally, literally. And mentally. Yeah, and mentally. <laughs> and mate, we'll have to get a coffee with Geish, I reckon. That, 100%, that, that's that's going to happen because we love the Geish. But he's massive, the hardest man to pin down, mate, Geish, though. So we'll say. He reckons next week because I spoke to him last <laughs> night, so we'll see. Um, we'll see. But, uh, mate, a huge thank you for coming on and thanks for being a star to all our sponsors, Bonds of Snowballs, Gigi Hearing Kids, B&A Car and Truck Rentals, Bar- Barbecue Brothers Catering, who are amazing, and lastly, Body Contour and Laser Clinic. So for anything that you might need laser-wise as well, go and check them out. I probably need a bit of body contouring myself, so... <laughs> I'll get down to the breath house. But a massive thank you to everyone. Continue to subscribe, like, rate, and comment. And it's how we grow. Please share across to everyone and help amazing people like this man here get his story across, which is awesome, and help their business grow because that's exactly what this platform's about. So a massive thank you. See you next week.